Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's going on, everybody? We're back with the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. This is episode number 151, and I am here with Mr. Neil Curry. How are you, sir? I'm good, buddy. I'm really good. How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. You know what? I want to get you on. Full disclosure to people watching, Neil is a hostile athlete. We signed Neil uh, about a month ago, maybe. Yeah. And uh, Neil... Re Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. reached out to me and said, I love your brand. I want to be part of the brand. And after looking at your physique, dude, I could not resist. <laughs> so you are <laughs> you're now. Well, plus I wanted to, you know what? A lot of people see Hostile as a bodybuilding brand only, and I and I think the fact that you're in Classic was good for me because I want people to know that we're more of a hard work brand than we are just a bodybuilding brand. I, and you kind of epitomize that. So I wanted to yeah. get you on. I wanted to get you on to ask you about a lot of your savagery in the gym, like getting up at three a.m. and all this other shit you do. So anyway, yeah, how are how, how are you doing? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm good. I'm good, obviously, as good as you can be. We're three weeks out now, so. Um, as you've seen in my videos, like, we're working hard, you know. We we get up early, go to bed late. Like, dude, I'm training like twice a day, cardio twice a day. Yeah. But all things considered, I'm good. I'm really good. We're in a good position. Um, you know, we just got this goddamn weight limit in classic, bro. <laughs> yeah. So wait a minute. So before we get there, did you say you're training twice a day and doing twice a day cardio? Yeah. Dude, how are you not? Well, I guess you're trying to eat up your muscle. So I mean. I'm I'm quite lucky because I don't tend to like I'm not losing any I'm not losing any muscle like yeah I'm a little bit de I'm depleted um yeah. because my 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 rice portions in my meals are like 110 gram cooked so like yeah. 30 gram yeah. carbs so but in terms of like like I'm struggling to lose weight doing 2 hours cardio a day and two weight sessions a day um oh. Okay, but one second here. We have to give people the entire backstory. I'm going to show people your physique. Okay. 
I don't think it's possible that you can't be losing muscle because I saw what you looked like at like 240. Yeah. And you were fucking shredded. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like whatever weight you've lost from 240 has to be partially muscle. Like, cause your class limit. So for people watching, your classic limit's 215, right? Yeah, 215. Yeah, exactly. How do you wrap your mind around? I'm shredded at 240 and I still got 25 more pounds to go. Listen, it's a lot of people ask me this, right? And when you, you know, when you do classic, you have to kind of like adjust your mentality to not look the very best you can. It's look the very best you can at the weight limit. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, you know, I know that I look, I look better at 240 than I do at 215. Yeah. You know, and now, well, I'm, I'm 226 today, right? Yeah. But honestly, I could eat two big meals and I would be 240 in the morning. I know. Like, it, I'm I'm so responsive that I can blow back up to that size that I was at 240 in this condition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the way to get your head around it is you've got to just, you know, you know, obviously when you're doing open bodybuilding, you're always managing, am I going flat? Do I need to refill? Am I getting more conditioned? Is my performance okay? With classic, it's like you're preparing for two competitions. You got to prepare for a weigh-in and then prepare to get on stage. That's right. Now, the yeah. problem I've always had for that is I've had to struggle to get to two fifteen. Mm -hmm. Like for example, at New York, right? The weigh-in was at eight thirty p.m. on Friday night. Yeah, and the pre-judging was eight thirty a.m. Saturday morning. So you have no time to fill up. So like I had twelve hours. So it's like you kind of go on stage bloated and flat because <laughs> you, you try and fill out. Trying so to fill out because yeah. yeah. you can either you can you can be like right, let's protect the waist, protect the waist, but then you're going to be flat because yeah. obviously you just made weight, or you can try and push the fullness, and you've got to accept that your waist isn't going to be as small as it could be because like I was up every three hours eating all night. Or the third option is get fucking huge and do open bodybuilding. Yes, which could be next year. <laughs> <laughs> what uh I see coming from my world, if somebody told me to take off 20 pounds of muscle that I worked my ass off to put on, I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I'd be like, no, yeah. I'm not doing it. I don't give a shit. That's it. I'm gonna so I, I struggle with that. How do you so just for people who don't know, you won the New York. So you are getting ready for the Olympia. You're an accomplished classic physique. You have an amazing physique. Before we go on to the question, let me just show people real quick uh, so they can see kind of, for those who don't know you, they can see kind of what we're talking about. So this is you now at 225, 226? 226, yeah, that was today. Okay, so this is obviously super flat. Yeah. And I'm going to show you at like, and let's just so people can see from the back. I mean, your proportions are crazy, Neil. Like, the chest, yeah, the bro. delts, the biceps, like you got accused of Photoshop photoshopping your quads, did you not? Yeah, because you see the mirror. No, it it wasn't the quads, it was the whole body. <laughs> so just go go back to the one with the back shot that you stopped on a second ago. This one, yeah. Um, yeah, so right. You see there, there's a mirror behind me. Yeah. There's also a mirror in front of me. Yeah. And they're acrylic, cheap mirrors on plasterboard walls that aren't flush. Yeah. So the the uh, the reflection reflects off each other. 
Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so if yeah. If you look in one mirror, you can obviously see the other mirror, and then that reflection bounces back. Yeah. So you look a little bit like you're in a fun fair. A fun fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at the time, there was having building work done on the ceiling, and a few of the tiles were dropping down. Oh, okay. And it, it looked like, like you can actually see on the side chest shot, you see the tiles on the in the ceiling. One's yeah. a bit bent. On, yeah, yeah, right a bit here. lower above the red, above the red ultraflex sign. Oh, here, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. you see all this. Yeah. So people thought I'd like gone to town on Photoshop, <laughs> but like, bro, I've not even got Photoshop. But like, yeah. yeah, I get accused of it, and it was I think it was buys and tries, but you know, some haters on that page. And they were going in on me. And, you know, I had to actually go. I literally, I was pissed off. So I thought, fuck this. I went back to the gym and I, I filmed the mirrors. Oh, so to show could, them, yeah. You could actually see yeah, that the yeah. mirrors are warped. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a crazy shot, dude. What, yeah, do you, so, what, do you, what do you weigh here? The same, about 226. Dude, your proportions are fucking nutty like if you if you got on stage as an open how tall are you neil 510 510 if you get on stage as an open competitor at 250 260 with these proportions if you can keep your waist in check you're gonna fucking fuck up a lot of people like this is this is really i've never seen i've never seen proportions this wild like the the sweeping the, the sweeping the quads the thick lats from the front the capped off shoulders super thick chest like it looks very very complete so as we go down though you get heavier and i want to go to where so people can see what you look like at you know the heavier weights what were you here do you remember 79 79 days 79 days i was that will have been i'll have been about two 245 there yeah i mean like, like this is the condition most open guys are going on stage with now yeah. So if you're 240, didn't we talk about your trunks as well? <laughs> yeah, you absolutely battered me for my trunks. Absolutely you. smashed me. And then literally, bro, next day I thought, right, I best get classic trunks on for these check-ins. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll notice since then there's no more bodybuilding trunks. But I've got um, the, the, the lady who does the bodybuilding trunks. She gives them for free. So yeah. I just, my, my mentality was is oh, I'll save my classic ones for the stage for the press <laughs> and just wear the bodybuilding ones. But then I got I got absolutely smashed on Fuad's podcast. So I thought, right, I best revert back to the classic chunks. You know, it's funny. We talked about it on the podcast, and then you messaged me afterwards. Yeah. So <laughs> what is that? That's weird that that connection came through. But so okay, so you're two forty here. Yeah. Like. So I just want to, I want to press you for a minute on these, on this. Yeah. Press so me. if you're 240 there as a strategy, I'm thinking if I'm you, right. I'm thinking to myself, I do the Olympia. I got to drop. Like you're pretty much ready there at 240. So you got to drop 25 fucking pounds to get to classic. And then if you want to do open next year, you're going to have to come back around and put all that tissue back on that you may have lost in the process. Is it, is it worth it? Like, are you like, I got to do this classic thing to see it through before I move on? Is that why? Yeah. So the, 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 this, this is the catch 22 with the, with the classic. So 
my my honest feeling is like I've been do I've been doing classic for six years, right? I turned pro um when I was when I was 33 years ago. And it's my, my first year, I was like, right, I want to make top 10. So that's my goal. And I got three top 10 placings. My second year, I was like, right, I want to make top fives. Yeah. And I got top fives. I come second in Tampa Pro. And that was my best result that year. And then this year, I was like, right, I'm going to try and win. Like, I literally yeah. think got to a level where I can win. Yeah. Um, and with me, it's very much about getting that final part right between pre-judging and the stage and if I, I know if I can be on the money and fill up and not be bloated yeah. and get that right I can I can do well and I knew this year I could so then now I've now I've won the New York Pro and qualified for Olympia and I've applied for the Arnold Classic and I want to defend my New York Pro title yeah. it's like once you get like, I'm not saying I'm at the top but once you get no, towards no, yeah. the top yeah it seems a shame to back out and change Sure. It's like what what in my head what I would love to do because like you said I can't really go and do a big off season. Yeah. Now after New York Pro I put on like twenty two kilos. I went I went up to two two hundred and sixty eight pounds. Yeah. Before yeah. this prep, wow. um, so I really pushed it. We pushed it hard because I wanted to put us put anything on I could before I cut back down. Sure. sure. But. It's like what in my head is I can't really do that again anymore because it's I'm having to train twice a day cardio, twice a day weights to make weight, right? Get it off. Yeah. I'm having to kill myself to make weight. So my plan is this year is to compete loads, to do the Olympia, do the Arnold, Let's then there's there. like the Boston straight after, go and do that. And then there's a Kuwait. And then before we know it, it's Pittsburgh and New York again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then hopefully qualify for Olympia, take some downtime, do Olympia again in classic. Yep, yep. Which will put me at like 34, 35 years old. Sure. Prime to go for like the last two to three years, four or five years of my career in open. Now, listen, I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not saying you should go open. You have a, an amazing mm -hmm. physique. Like, I don't know the fact that you, if you go open or not, your physique is crazy either way. The thing I do want to ask though is, why push the weight to 268 if you know you had to come all the way back down? Because it's like every pound of muscle makes a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yes, I know that if I can put on all this weight post New York, and I didn't get fat. I, I no, just, no, yeah, I of course. Got, I, just got, I just got big. Obviously, it held some water. Yeah. But my, my thought process was if I can add – to a centimeter onto my arms in this process yeah you know and and a centimeter onto my lats mm -hmm. and then have to suffer to get down it's worth it because that extra centimeter when i'm stood on stage could be enough just to put me ahead of somebody do you lose that centimeter though when you're trying to cut all the way back down to 215 is what i'm wondering i, I really don't think so okay i feel like i feel like i'm not i, I know it, it it's really hard to wrap your head around. I don't feel like I'm losing any tissue. I just feel like my muscles are empty of glycogen. Okay. And it's going to be a case of weighing in on a Wednesday and competing on a Saturday. And I think people are going to be surprised how big I can get from Wednesday to Saturday. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you got three days to fill up? I've got three days and three nights. <laughs> Dude, you're going to end up at 245 That's on stage. six days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me, okay, so let me ask you this. So th that's actually really, really good news for you. Yeah. <clears throat> but let me ask you this. So if you're, 
if you start filling for three days straight, because right now, and and I'm not super uh, knowledgeable about classic, so I'm literally asking, not implying. When you come down to 226, 25 that you are right now, or 215, you look more classic because you have like longer, leaner lines, right? Yeah. If you take those three days and blow back up to 240, 245, whatever it may be after you load 235, yep. is it going to make you look more like a bodybuilder or do you think it'll just accentuate your classic lines? I think it'll accentuate the classic lines because for me, if the if I keep the waist small but make the lats and the shoulders wider and the quads rounder, it's only going to emphasize the look, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think, like, like I got tiny little wrists, yeah. you know, like small joints, and that that'll never change. My structure will; it'll just be the the pop and the fullness. Yeah. And I think when I start eating that much carbs, I'll dry out so much more as well because my body will just soak everything up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be a more of a classic look. Um, and obviously, we're all in the same situation. Everyone who's competing, so yeah. we've all got that time frame as well. Um, yeah, but they all they all don't have your proportions like they're all listen there's some very very good classic guys and i'm not saying you're gonna beat all of them i'm not saying you're not gonna beat all of them all i'm saying is your proportions are very i mean i don't know i'm gonna show people again like to, to me this is and i'm not just doing this because you're you're our athlete i thought this before i signed you and it's why i signed you this is very different than the other guys like you know this is very different than a urs or a logan or a Breon. Yeah. So is it going to be what I'm asking, I guess, is, is it going to be different in a good way or different? Is it going to set you apart and make you look more bodybuilder-ish? This, so, this is so crazy, Neil. I can't. Yeah. So that was uh, a couple of days before the New York Pro that shot. Yeah. Um, like on a on a trial car after trial two-day carb load. Um, so that was the look we was kind of trying to achieve on stage yeah. um but we had obviously more time to fill up but that is kind of what i look like um Loaded. after a two, two day load yeah i mean Clean, this is, yeah i mean this is super impressive so you know that's that's the sort of fullness that i want to bring to the olympia stage with far superior condition to this so you had a two-day load and you brought this you looked like this after a two-day load. What was your weight here? Do you remember? Do you have a yeah? I think it was it was one hundred and two kilos. So 200 and, six, no, two hundred eight pounds, something like that. No more than that. It's so my weight limit is ninety eight kilos, which is two fifteen. Um, so what is this? Is when I was with Milos, so we were, we were talking in kilos every day, not pounds. Um, but I think this was around like two two twenty two pounds. So here, 102 times 2.2 is 224. So 224, yeah. So you're 224 here. And then you yeah. have to and then you have to come back down and make weight and then reload again. Yeah. And then to put it in perspective, today I'm 226, flat as a pancake, uh, in better condition than this. I'm starting to see your strategy now. I'm, so, starting, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to see. Are you gonna so the only thing I would fear, and I know so who coached you for this for the New York? Milos. Milos. Okay. So you've switched since then to working with Ben. Yeah. Okay. Why did you switch? Um, 
to be totally honest, I went with uh, so I was, everything was great with Milos. By the way, um, yeah, Milos is. I'm still really good friends with Milos, and uh, we've got a great relationship. And he's one of my idols, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, you know me. Obviously, you know Milos. He's been on the podcast, and he's a great guy. Yeah, um, obviously, he's very busy. He's got a lot of athletes. Yeah, um, you know, he's doing all his podcasts, and he's he's very busy now. I've followed Ben for a long time, and I wanted to be with a coach for this prep who i could work extra close with like on a daily basis i see um what for to be more in a word to be kind of babysat through the process sure without sounding silly sure. um it's such a big deal to me um this olympia that i wanted to work with somebody who was like a full-time competitive coach and had me as you know as as well obviously with the hunter and um and dean, dean and the rest yeah. of his clients but as a, as a priority yeah. and have the time for me to be able to check in daily and tweak things daily um yeah, so it was nothing nothing to do with any kind of disservice from Milos. It was purely like the look that I wanted to bring to this Olympia. I wanted it to be such an extreme look. Yeah. I felt I needed a coach who I can work with daily. Um, you know, like me and Ben talk every single day and he's he's, he's on me every night, every morning, midday, and he's he's checking things, he's altering things. Like today I woke up at two two six. Yeah, at at four a.m. I'm tech. I dropped in my weight. I'm not sure what time it was in Texas, but straight away he's like, "I want you to back up on cardio this morning." Sure, and it's boom. And like in my mind, like every day, I know I'm doing the exact right thing every second of every day because it's been monitored so closely. Yep. Um, and I really kind of like. I got to know Ben a lot through the podcast, actually. Um. And he's very meticulous, and I like his level of detail. And yeah. I actually think he's probably quite underrated. Like he's very, very, very good. I think he like, likes it. I think he likes it that way. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't tell everyone what he knows. No, no. I you know, he, but he's, yeah. like I think, like, I think you know, Ben is not the kind of guy that uh, you know. Some coaches will take a picture with their client on purpose just to kind of put it out there that that's their coach and like that's their yeah. i feel like ben doesn't do that kind of advertising he doesn't no, he doesn't he, he seems to shy away from that kind of thing so i think he likes the fact that people aren't uh talking about him a lot you know what i mean it makes him feel better yeah mate is 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 like a it's like wikipedia so the other day like i had like that this little issue and i like i was just getting i was just struggling to like be regular to go to the toilet a little bit yeah. right yeah and i was just i, th I thought it's not too bad. Like I'm fine, but I thought I'll, I'll mention it. Yeah. Anyway, next thing he just gives me this supplement I've never heard of. Sends me a link from Amazon. I took it. Next day, <laughs> and like my my waist my waist shrunk about an inch. Yeah. And I was like, and he didn't even like. He literally just texted the name of it straight away. Like he just his level of detail in every yeah. situation is just bang on. Yeah. Um. And you know when you got that that comfort, it gives you so much confidence. Like I'm so confident that my peak's gonna be right, my digestion's yeah. good, you know. Like he's been a perfect prep. I mean, look, Ben puts a lot of pressure on himself. He's he's moved Dean into a house with him to make sure he's in shape. You know, like yeah. he and 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 
you know, Dean's a, a very, very good bodybuilder, but there's a lot of good 212 guys. So I don't think, you know, they think Dean's going to win the Olympia, but it doesn't matter to Ben. Ben still wants him to be his absolute best that he can be. So he's left his home from his wife and wife and son to go work with this person and make sure he's his absolute best. Like that's a, you know, and, a big commitment. and Hunter and like, so yeah, he definitely cares. But aside from Ben, we don't want to make this an infomercial about Ben. Everybody knows Ben's a great coach. And if they don't, then it's their loss. What I do want to ask you is this look here. <clears throat> so you said you had 12 hours to fill up. Yeah. I want to ask you what you think. Do you think you still look flat here? I think I, my waist is big okay. and I am 50% full. Yeah, because when I look, like your legs look good to me. Yeah, but my legs I, seem to fill up first. Yeah, when I look across your shoulders, chest, I don't see the same thing I saw uh, no. when we were looking at this, right? No, no. This looks like you're full. Yeah. Whereas when I, I look at when I look at this, it looks like you know you look good, but you can tell your stomach is full from eating, and you still haven't filled up across the chest and shoulders. Yeah, and it's literally it was just, and I was a little. You can see, like, even in my quads, I'm a little bit soft. Yeah, like because we just it was it's, it's literally a time frame thing. Like we literally had twelve hours, dude. I went from being just absolutely flat to make weight to going on stage in 12 hours and i didn't sleep all night yeah because i'd stay up to eat every two hours mm -hmm. and then you know i put six six seven meals in throughout the night and my waist obviously is not going to be as small as it is right now yeah, um in that situation but it's one of those things but I, you have to accept i'm gonna be slightly bigger around the waist here to get the fullness because i've only got 12 hours mm -hmm. um whereas some of the lads that have come in three kilos under the weight cap yeah. they can start eating all week yeah 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 but i just the reason i'm pointing that out is even though you won that show i think you're going to be dramatically better yeah at the olympia not just because of the added muscle but now that i know you have three days to fill up yeah that other look the one in the gym is like spectacular yeah, mate. I've never so, looked. I've, honestly, I feel like I've never looked good on stage because it's been the same situation yeah. every single time. Yeah. I'm killing myself to make weight. Yeah, and then I don't have time to fill up. Well, um, that that's the uh, that's the Derek Lunsford effect. You know, we we yeah. we talk about Derek all the time about how he probably looks his best at like two twenty, two twenty five, but he's yeah. got to come down to two twelve, and he's probably even though he looks great at two twelve, he probably looks better at 225 so that's kind of the same thing you're dealing with is having to come down that extra weight yeah well i had this i've got when when derek announced his weight i think i had literally the same variance to lose as him yeah because so i was 268 to 215 yeah yeah um, and but crazy. i started but i i started prep 24 weeks out mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm 24 weeks without a refeed or a cheat meal at the minute bud like i've not had one that's fucking you know people are probably watching this and they probably think i'm i'm going crazy in my head because i don't know if you know this but i'm the cheat meal guy like i love a cheat meal <laughs> no. i mean i don't know if you've seen my stories my missus is the cheat meal girl is she she, she, she bro last 
two nights ago, I was sat doing cardio for one hour at nine o'clock at night. She had two double cheeseburgers, two large fries, 20 cheesy bites, sat eating By herself? Food. Yeah, wow. mate. She has a Domino's every day, like Ben and Jerry's. She, like I'll have way isolated before bed. She has a Ben and Jerry's dude. Why are you with her? You should tell her. Be like, <laughs> if, you, if we're going to be together, you need to fucking, you need to eat what nah. I eat. Honestly, like, she, she doesn't do bodybuilding, right? Yeah. And I'm not the kind of guy, like, by the way, she's, like, in great shape. She's, I don't know how, but well, she's, I'm, like, she's, she's beautiful. She's in great shape. I'll show people just so they're, because I just, it's, I just saw it right here. This is, is this your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's probably not the best photo of it. Yeah, there, there she is. That's Cheesecake Factory after the New York Pro. You guys look great together. How long have you been together? Uh, four years. Four years. Good for you. Are you married? No. Um... We probably will soon, though. Maybe Vegas, dude. What I told her if I win Olympia, I said to her if I win Olympia, we can get married. So I've got, I'm, I've got a few, a few years yet, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, well, so you're, okay, go. Let's go back to this, please, because I'm not saying that if you're dieting, the person that you're with should have to eat what you eat, because that's a little bit no. fucked up. But I don't think I could be like my girl sitting there eating fucking Domino's every night, and I'm like, I enjoy watching it, dude. Do you, are you one of those guys? Well, look, the, the whole thing is for me, and I said this too when we when we, when we all started out, right? I'm a bodybuilder. Yeah, she does aesthetics, right? The Botox and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. what she does. This is what I do: chalk and cheese. Yeah, and I said to her, just because you're with me, if you want to go out with the girls on a Saturday night and drink, well, you course. go and do that. Yeah, if you want, if you want to eat at Domino's, you eat at Domino's. I can't, yeah. I can't come to the drinks and I can't eat the Domino's because my, my profession's a twenty four hour sport. Mm -hmm. I said, and what I don't ever want to be is one of those guys who make somebody else have to suffer because of what I do. And I don't want to sound like I'm uh, like self-gassing myself, but dude, I'm mentally so strong. You can eat whatever you want in front of me. It doesn't phase me. I've never I know I can't it, yeah. eat it. Yeah. So and I'll be honest with you, dude. <laughs> like, I want to trying i want to get top 10 in olympia if if there's a pizza there it don't even appeal to me because it's just not in line with what i'm trying to achieve and as good as it'll taste for 30 seconds it'll piss me off for two weeks i ate it i know i know i know and one of you um, know one of, one of the reasons i signed you is that i can see that work ethic it's actually it's exactly what i wanted as part of our brand because it's what our brand stands for uh and it's how i was during my entire career as we as well but that being said, I don't know. It's a, how's it even fun for her to eat Domino's if you're not eating it with her? Like me and my girl, we cheat, we cheat together. Like she's not going to yeah. enjoy, she's not going to enjoy like eating a double cheeseburger by herself. Oh, she enjoys it. <laughs> she enjoys it, mate. Honestly, so we, when we're when we're traveling, I always put what she eats on my story for like a banter because my followers <laughs> absolutely love it. Yeah. Like, so just to put it into an example, so she did the other day, mate, she did 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. Back-to-back -back clients. There was 25 women came into our house to for do it. For Botox and stuff, yeah. Yeah, for that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, she didn't leave the room, bro. Yeah. And I knew she'd be starving. Yeah. So I knew she finished at 9 o'clock. So when she come downstairs, I had her a large Domino's waiting for her. I had a four donuts, Ferrero Rocher, um, Biscoff, um, Twirl, and uh, Milky Bar, four brownies, and a tub of Ben Jerry's. 
Okay. And she just she grazed on that till midnight. Great. Grazed. You probably shouldn't use the word grazed about your fucking woman. <laughs> okay, wait. Two things. Okay, one She's going to kill me for saying this. Oh, she's for sure going to kill you. <laughs> I'm one, one I understand uh wanting to you know order something nice after seeing her work her ass off for like, you know, 12 yeah. or 13 hours whatever. Are you worried that you're good? How old is she? Uh, she's stay fast. Are you worried that you're going to make her fat? Bro, she's got such a fast metabolism. That crazy genetics. And if she, bro, if she ever, she's the first person. If she ever started, like she has, she has abs, yeah. visible abs. Like yeah. Yeah. she's the first person. If she ever starts to get fat, she'd be straight in the gym. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, when I bought that large selection, it was more like, right, I'll get a Domino's, get a donuts, get a brownies, get her ice cream, and she can have whichever one she wants. Yeah. But she had them all. <laughs> she sounds awesome i gotta fucking hang out with her you, you mate, when you meet her at olympia uh, when we're hanging out after on the sunday yeah, the we're gonna meet her we're gonna you fucking, guys are gonna hit it off you're probably we're gonna, just chilling in the drive-thru we're gonna eat together for sure i'm trying to find she's a, a very good looking girl good for you dude this is another photo of you two together yeah that's new york times square so she does aesthetics in the uk so anybody, yeah. anybody looking for aesthetic help or services, check out Rejuvenair underscore aesthetics, uh, and she will take um, care of you. I guess right. Is there anything you anything yeah. you want to anything you want to say about it before we plug go off this? No, she just she just won um, business of the year in the UK. She's really uh, yeah. She, I think it's the first post there on the left. Oh, this um, one here, yeah. Top post, yeah. She just won a big award. Ah, good for her, man. Because um, she, she also does like she doesn't just do like Botox. She does like skincare, and she works for the British NA National Health Service as well. So like yeah. they refer all like the clients who go to you know if you go to the hospital with yeah. really bad skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They refer them to specialists. Sure. So they refer them to our to to her studio. Oh, good for her. And she does like not just that, she does like proper skincare and like she's she's really, really good at it, dude. Well, um, ask her. I got this like brown this brown mark here, and I don't know what it's from. Yeah, she, ask, ask her. Ask her, say Fuad needs your help. Yeah, she'll say, Yeah, bro. What are you do you see here for Botox and shit? Does she do your lips? Are those fucking real lips? No, nah, this is me, bro. This is me. <laughs> but she does do my Botox. This is me, bro. He says. <laughs> what's your what's your background, Neil? Uh, fully English, dude. Full English, so you don't have it. Like yeah. you're not, you're not. What? Like you don't. You're not from anywhere else in the world. Like your parents? No, no. English, English mom, dad. Are your parents? Did your parents like raise you together? Were they divorced? Like it was your upbringing? Yeah, they raised me together. So they're they're still together now. Um, okay. I moved out. I moved out when I was young. I moved out when I was like sixteen. Yeah, um, really. Yeah, and then uh, I lived in. I lived, moved to London. Um, I lived in London until I was twenty-seven, and then. I, I decided to to retire from employment at 27 and go into full-time bodybuilding. Wait a minute. Retire from what? What were you doing from 16 well, to 27? So I was a personal trainer. Okay. And then when I was like, so I went to university and I was a personal trainer. Yeah. And the manager of the gym and his partner at the time had a baby and he, he took the leave, you know, like the maternity paternity. Yeah. yeah. So he took like the nine months off work. And someone and the guy who was like regional manager liked me and he just said, like, do you want to run this gym? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm like 19. I was like, yeah, all right. And I was the manager. <laughs> wow. And then I did really well. 
yeah. then they gave me my own gym when I was 20. And then I kind of rose my way up for a company called Fitness First. And uh, I was running like the biggest gym in the UK, like a 3.5 million pound profit gym yeah. in central London. And then I was an area manager running kind of like six gyms. And then I got hunted for um, like a, a small boutique company to be the operations director. Sure. And then all the time whilst doing that, I was bodybuilding, like weightlifting. Yeah. And then, you know, and I, I was doing great. I was earning money. I had a, I had a G wagon, all blacked out, and a nice apartment. And but I was only really happy when I was crushing weights for two hours a day. Yeah. That was the only really time. I the car and the flat and the salary, like, didn't make me happy, bro. I wanted to be a bodybuilder. Really? So yeah. So I just mate, I rang my mom. And I says to her, mom, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to move out of my apartment, sell my car and move home. Uh, can I stay on sofa for a bit? And she was like, no. And I was like, no, no, I need to. And she was like, why? I said, I'm going to go to Mr. Olympia. What? And the she, fuck? Was, she was like, what, what's Mr. Olympia? I said, it's a bodybuilding show. And she was like, this doesn't seem like a good idea, Neil. <laughs> she was like, you're doing quite well in your career. And I was like, no, no, this is where my passion is, what I want to do. Oh, anyway, so shit. it took three years living in my mom's back bedroom to coaching myself to get my pro card. Yeah. And then, you know, and then once I got my pro card, I've just been competing ever since and working my way up and just putting in the graph, dude. So you told like, your mom, you're like, I'm going to stay on your couch for a bit. And you end up there for three years. Yeah, man. And awful. you let go of, and, and I know this is going to sound really materialistic, but I don't care. You let go of a G-Wagon, a great salary, yeah. and an awesome apartment to start all over. Yeah. You know, Bro, I, had a, I had a penthouse flat in London with my best friend. Are you serious? Yeah, mate. We were, we were running we were running the big gyms on, on good money. We, we were doing, but all that stuff, like, it was great. But I only really, the best part of the day was lifting weights, like, the nice cars and the nice apartments and the london lifestyle like it weren't fulfilling me i, I really like every day i woke up i was like right i want to i want to be a bodybuilder i want to get to mr olympia that's all i wanted to do and these this the these 12 working hour days and it was it was detracting from and i was getting older mm -hmm. i was 27 mm -hmm. and what I actually wanted to do with my life was slipping away. And this is why I work like I work because I feel like I'm so far behind mm -hmm. because I started late. So these people who train once a day, yeah. I think I'm training twice a day. I'm going to catch you. These people <laughs> doing cardio once a day. I'm like, I'm doing cardio twice a day. I'm going to catch you. And bro, I'm catching them. Yeah. Slowly but surely I'm catching them and I'm overtaking them. There's people that were beating me beating me in shows you know in two years ago and they were coming 10th 12th in the new york pro yeah yeah and i am overtaking them and my trajectory is this i'm yeah. i'm i'm going forward at a rapid rate and i'm going to keep going at this rate because you know every single day for me time is of the essence and i wish i'd have started earlier neil i gotta tell you there's a i love doing this podcast and part of the reason why I love doing this podcast is that I get to talk to people and hear all these different stories about how people got started and what landed them into bodybuilding. This is the first time, I think, from what I can recall, I've heard somebody, you know, kind of had it made. Yeah. And decided, and it's not that you had it made and you still like, you know, I, you know, Justin Shire is one of our athletes. 
has a great life, has a has a great uh cannabis business, but he hasn't yeah, let yeah. it but he hasn't let it go. No. You abandoned I have to let it go. So there was no way to do both for you. You had to choose one or the other. Well, I was 70 kilos. Yeah. So you were I like, was, I got to. I had to bodybuild full time. I needed to do it full time. And like, listen, when I met my missus, he was like, I said to her, like, listen, I got no money. Like, I'm skinned. Yeah. I got like, I'm, I'm, but I'm going to, I'm going to make some money soon. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do well at this bodybuilding. And she said to me, I believe in you. I'm going to support you. Let's wow. move in, move in with me. I got your back, you know. And she, she looked after me, bro. And and I'm not embarrassed to say that as a man. How like, long? How how long after you guys started dating did you move into move in with her? Um, well, pretty much, mm, maybe th- three months. That's a really good woman, you know. There's not a lot of women that would take somebody who's down and out, down and out, but has a dream and willing to go through that with them she because she's she knew who i was through like social media and facebook like yeah. quite a while before we met yeah um so and then when we yeah when we got together our our broke ass no pro card nothing like this and i said to her like i'm gonna be a pro pro i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get to olympia it's not gonna take a minute um but I'm going to be spending uh, my whole days every day trying to do this goal. Yeah. And she literally got behind me and says, listen, we can do this. Okay. And we do it to, and like, we, we do it together. And like, you know, like when she's eating these pizzas and stuff, like, you know, she's my biggest supporter, man. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, hundred percent like that's all just kind of jokes and banter. And, you know, if I ever said to her, listen, cut the food out, it's, I can't do it anymore. She would. Yeah. Um, and now we've, uh, you know, and we, we've we, and now we're doing great, and you know we traveled the world. We, you know, it was a big thing when we won the New York Pro. We we, we qualified for Olympia, and it kind of felt like everything was worth it. Yeah. Um. You know, and you know, I'm not scared for the whole work now, get your reward later. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm down for that. I'm yeah. down to graft. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, there's there's more more to life in for me there's more to life than just money um yeah. you know happiness comes from you know like that that sense of fulfillment and yeah. you know progress and success and and you know ha- actual real happiness and waking up every day mentally happy yeah. and doing what you love yeah. makes you fucking rich i can't right. disagree i can't disagree with that at all um what what did people around you, other than your mother, think when you were like, I'm going to give up all this this amazing lifestyle I have? Because it's such a, like, when you talk to people, right? Like, you know, the same thing happened to me when I was 20. And I was like, look, I'm going to be a bodybuilder. But when you're 20, people are like, ah, he's a, some dumb kid. You were like almost 30, you know, you're 27 years old. So when you're telling people <clears throat> at, you know, close to 30, I'm going to give up all this stuff I have. And I want to do the Olympia. Does anybody understand? Is any, other than your no. other than your girl? Well, your girl wasn't with you then, but no, she wasn't. So no, is, like, mate, I got sat down by the managing director of a company and said, "You're doing the wrong thing." Because when, you, when you told when you told them you wanted yeah, to leave, like they were like, "Do you want to pay rise? Um, what do we need to do to keep you?" Um, you know, my friends at the time were just like, "Like what? What are you doing, mate? Like you're never going to be able to get to Olympia." 
<laughs> like you, you're never going to be a pro bodybuilder like you're crazy um and they are no longer in my life they're not my real friends you know yeah. they were my my associates at the time yeah um you know and times change and now my circle's small it's like me my missus my training partner yeah um my family um and that's you know they're they're the people that kind of i surround myself with um so yeah everyone at the time were just like this is a crazy idea but dude like i i believe in myself so i knew i could do it i mm. knew i had the energy in the tank mm. i knew it'd take five or six years i had a strategy um you know like i said i would i would i was broke i didn't have any money for a coach to get my pro card i did it myself yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was I was out some way. So out some way thighs. <laughs> so listen, so obviously the work ethic that you have in bodybuilding, which I want to touch on before we go, because it's something different that I've I haven't seen in a long time, but um the work ethic that you have in bodybuilding must have existed in your previous job as well as a personal trainer, gym gym manager, general manager, whatever the title may have been. That work ethic must have been there, or else they wouldn't have like let you rise up the ladder so far. Yeah. Where where does that work ethic come from? Is your dad like extremely hardworking? Is your mom extremely hardworking? Are they both? Did they both instill this in you? Like, where do you get I this think, drive? Yeah, bro. Like this is this is kind of deep and kind of honest, but like I'm a bit dyslexic, right? Okay. So I was like times at school like i'd try and get kicked out of lessons so i didn't have to write a paragraph I'd, like they'd be like oh we would read this into the class so i'd swear at the teacher so i get kicked out yeah or i'd not turn up for lessons and i think because i hated um the academic side of school so much yeah people would tell me oh you're you're a failure um you're not you're not clever like i'm pretty clever i'm just not when when i read there's a little the words have a little bit of a disco party on the page yeah, yeah. um it's not bad it's not that bad or anything like my grammar's fine like you'll see sometimes on my post on instagram i make some grammar mistakes yeah, yeah. because sometimes when i type the words move a little bit right sure, so sure. i'm slight i'm slightly dyslexic which when you're at school all day reading all day gives you a massive headache mm -hmm. and it's the last thing you want to do um, so I'd like not turn up for tests, not, not do my homework. Cause I'd have yeah. such a headache. I just want to go out and play football. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got kind of told like, oh, you're good for nothing. You're never going to do anything. You're never going to have a career. Um, and I knew that I just needed to find something that was practical, something that I could work hard at. Yeah. And I think just being kind of drilled by so many people at a young age saying you, you're not clever or you're not going to be anything or, you know, you know, like you're not going to do this and that. It kind of lit a bit of a fire in me mm. to, to graft. And like, it was like the second I left school at 16, my whole life changed because I didn't have to sit there reading books to do, to be seen as being good. I didn't have to do anything to do with, with literature. Yeah, I yeah, could yeah. go and run gyms with numbers and people yeah. and manage people and get the most out of people. Yeah. You know, I could train and lift weights, you know, yeah. and I could apply myself where I'm, where I'm good mm -hmm. and where I'm, where I'm strong. And as soon as I tapped into doing something that I was able to do, 
good. Yeah. I kind of became very relentless at doing it. So like I when I was like running gyms, dude, I were, I were up, I were up at four. I'd be on the tube by five, in the gym for six when it opens. If the targets were 20 sales by that day, I'd go home when 25 are done. You know, never missed a budget in my whole career. You know, every gym I had, the membership moved forward every month. Yeah, yeah. And I became famous within a company for, for growing gyms. Yeah, and I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd grow memberships, make them profitable. They'd put me in a bigger gym. I'd grow that one. They'd yeah. put me in a bigger gym. And over 10 years, they end up putting me in six gyms. Yeah, yeah. At the same time. And that that work rate is now what kind of reflects into bodybuilding. Whereas, you know, I want to I want to get up in the morning and I want to make sure that every minute of that day is maximized and every opportunity is maximized. Can I ask you this? Because uh, yeah, 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 something you said uh sparked something in my mind. I've asked this question before of people, and I don't know what the answer is, so it's literally just an open question. But sometimes I wonder if you find bodybuilding or if bodybuilding finds you. And what I mean by that is in my own life, people have asked me, do you love bodybuilding? And I love bodybuilding, but is it because it was the one thing I found that I felt comfortable and good at? Because something you said in your, in your, in your answer there was that you found something that you were good at and you enjoyed, so you were re relentless about it. But I wonder sometimes is, is that because you're able to be relentless because you felt good about it, or is it because you knew that's what you wanted? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like if, if if something else came along that you were this good at, could it have been something else? Or no. is it is it because you specifically knew it was bodybuilding? I, I specifically knew it was bodybuilding the day. I, I used to play. I used to play professional football. Yeah. Um, uh, as a so from age twelve, I played for like a professional team as like a youth. Okay. Um, and when I was sixteen, I did my ankle um, to the point where I couldn't play football anymore. Sure. And um, they said to me, "Are oh, you going to have to go do gym work instead of football training?" Mm -hmm. And I got on the chest press. And I remember it was like a techno gym one. Yeah, yeah. And I did like ten reps, and I thought, "Oh, I love this." <laughs> you do right away <laughs> and i loved it and then and then i went home and i yeah. thought i wanted to go and then the next day i went and did it again on chest yeah. i trained chest like every day that week <laughs> and my chest was in bits yeah and then i got like a load of tuna and pasta yeah and and then like i noticed like and i just thought oh, i love this and i was like the only happy injured footballer yeah because That's i got to in the gym every day yeah. And I and I just honestly I just fell in love with training. Um but at, at that time it was like I needed to earn money, I needed to work, I had to get a flat and, and somewhere to live, and so I needed a job and then you know, and it just took it took me a little while to go to to go right now. I'm gonna do it and go full time. But to yeah. answer your question, I truly love actual bodybuilding like i love the process i love the diet i love the lifestyle i love training like i absolutely love my life yeah like i couldn't wish for i would not change my life i wouldn't want to be a footballer or a astronaut mm -hmm. or i want to be if i could go back and start again um me and my training partner actually talking about this the other day if we could change anything in our lives we would do what we're doing now when we was 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be the only change I'd make. 
I uh, no one no eighteen. Yeah, my experience I feel like is different. I feel like bodybuilding found me because I never wanted to be a bodybuilder. I never, oh really? No, I thought it was fucking stupid. You working the doors, right? Huh? Yeah, I was working, working the doors. Working right? the doors. Yeah. yeah, but but even before that, I remember looking at like a. I remember looking at like a flex magazine when I was like 18 or 19. I'm like, God, this is fucking gross. I, really? I just, I just didn't, I, I remember the cover too. It was Dorian Yates. And I'm like, I don't want to, cause I used to read men's health and I was like, I just want to look like a fit guy, you know? And oh, then, okay. but after going to my first bodybuilding show, I was like, oh, I think I want to try this. Then and you then became 300 pounds for what? After doing it, after doing it, I fell in love with it because it was a place I could go be by myself. Yeah, because it was a, you know, I dealt with my own social anxiety, whatever else. So I, I enjoyed being in a place that was just for me and it wasn't a social outing. It wasn't, it was just me and the weights and that was it. So that's why I asked that question because sometimes I feel like bodybuilding finds you. And sometimes I feel like a lot of people I talked to on the podcast look forward to being bodybuilders. So for me, it was an accident. It was like, it found me. I didn't find it. You know? you know what I love about bodybuilding as well? What really? So when I played football, like soccer is called in America, whatever. Yeah. I used to hate doing a sport where I would try my hardest and then someone else would make a mistake and we'd yeah. lose. Yeah. That, yeah. So I used to always be thinking, I want to do a sport that's just me. I yeah. didn't want to play golf. Yeah. I didn't want to play tennis. That yeah. sucked. Yeah. So yeah, we're kind of bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. There is a yeah, there man. is there is a reward in it being all on your shoulders. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so before you go, I want I want to walk through one of your days because uh, they seem crazy to me. So Ben told me a little bit about your days, and I've seen, you know, you've shot a couple of videos for Hostile, and uh, I've watched them, and they seem a little nuts. So you get up at 3 a.m. That's where your day starts. Yeah. Okay, walk me through. Get up at 3, then what? Right. So... Wait, wait, first, why do you get up at 3 a.m.? <laughs> why do you get up at 3 a.m.? Well, the thing is, I've got four training sessions to do. That's right. I run a company, uh, so I've got six meals, and I've, I run a coaching business online. Yeah. And um, so hypothetically, let's say I wake up at eight a.m. and do an hour's cardio. Yeah. That would be then nine a.m. Yeah. And then I've got to make my food, and so that would be like half nine ten to eat right well my first workout's at 12 so then my pre-workout meal would be 11 and that's only an hour in between the meals so that wouldn't work for digestion yeah so to start off with like so what i'd basically do is i get up every morning at three yeah i kind of get on the scales text ben at 10 past three just so he's got my weight yeah walk downstairs no plug intended silo 90 aas Straight on the bike, yeah. right? I'm on the bike by half three. I do one hour's cardio till half four, okay? Yeah. Then I come downstairs and I do, like, my gut health procedure, okay? Um, and all my health supplements yeah. at, like, 4.30 till five, okay? And then at five, I open my phone and go for all the messages, kind of like from the night before with my coaching, and get so when everybody wakes up, they've all got the replies and everyone's sorted. Yeah. And then I have my first meal around 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I have a little nap for like two hours. Okay. And that, that and makes then, sense. Okay. Yeah. So I have a little nap, 8, 8.30. Yeah. And then I get back up 
and then my and then uh, just kind of a little bit of downtime there to be honest yeah um I do a little i do some posing rounds yeah and then at about half 10 i start cooking to prepare for my pre-workout meal mm-hmm. which is at 11 mm-hmm. eat that 11 30 drive to the gym 12 o'clock i train till two post-workout I get home and I eat my post-workout meal at, at three, three yeah. thirty. Yeah. And then at five thirty, I have my pre-workout meal. Again, <laughs> I go back to the gym for seven and yeah. train again. Yeah. I come home and have my post-workout meal. Yeah. Which is about nine nine thirty. Yeah. I then do my last cardio session at nine thirty ten at home. Yeah, on the bike at home. Yeah. And then. My last meal is just whey at about 11.15, and then I go to bed. And that is my day, buddy. And honestly, I tried getting up at 5, yeah, and I can't get it in. You can't fit it all in. I, I end up pushing meals in with an hour and 20 minutes between them and getting bloated. Yeah, yeah. And you know how Ben eats. It's like yeah. my meat portions are like 220 cooked. Yeah. This is a lot of protein. Yeah, yeah, you know that means two and a half to three hours, dude. You're fucking so, going to bed at eleven thirty and getting up at three. Yeah, but then I get a little nap. For, you get a like, two hour. You get a two hour nap in the middle. Yeah, of I'm, get, I'm getting six hours. I'm getting six hours sleep, yeah. which is no, I, enough for me on prep. Like you know, on prep, you don't sleep. Listen, man, I get it. I used to go to bed at midnight, and I'd be up at three or four in the morning, wide wide awake, and I yeah. would literally like, I would check all my client emails and shit, and like waste like I would try and waste like two hours. Yeah, so I, yeah. So, so I didn't do my cardio till like six, maybe or seven. That way, I wasn't eating my breakfast too early and like starving all day long. Yeah, and you know, you know when you, I've done the preps where you do one cardio and one weight session. Yeah, and you know what I do? Uh, I spend all day waiting for my next meal. I know. Just sat there staring for my next meal. I Whereas know. You're not doing it this way. I know. You're busy. You're just on the yeah. go, and it's boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Your metabolism's going crazy. You can actually yeah. eat more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. you're burning more. Yeah. And you, you know, like, there's two ways to look at things, right? People might say, oh, that's crazy. It's overtraining. Yeah. Listen, people say I overtrain. Yeah. But I think they undertrain. Yeah, okay. I can and see that. Pe- and, and people say, oh, you don't rest enough. I say you rest too much. Yeah. Like, I've got friends that are in the fifth call out of every show who yeah. train four days a week yeah, and yeah, continue yeah. to train four days a week. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you do more, you're going to achieve more, I well, believe. It's it's funny because it's not a – it's not a – there's no equation. You can't – No. The thing I don't like about bodybuilding is that people point at other people's and say what you're doing – other people would say what you're doing doesn't work. And I'm like, you don't know that because everybody's genetics are different. Everybody recovers at a different level. Everybody, everybody is ready to train at a different level. So they can't say to you, you're overtraining. The only way somebody could say to you, you're overtraining is if they see you and they're coaching you and they could see you getting worse or getting weaker or get whatever, whatever metric they want to measure. Right. But you can't just look at somebody, what they're doing and say, you're overtraining. You can't judge that unless you have the the metrics to actually <laughs> quantify it yeah and the thing is right you know when you say to someone you, you're overtraining yeah. it's usually you know when someone's knackered yeah. like english yeah. english word for fatigued yeah like <laughs> you know like when yeah. someone's at that stage right yeah 
find me someone who says they need a rest or a deload because their muscles ache. Yeah. Never. Yeah. My connective tissue hurts, my back hurts, my knees hurts, all my elbows hurt. Mm -hmm. And these people who train, like, I'm not, not thinking of anyone specifically, but these people who do four days a week, right, mm -hmm. and need three days off, it's because the connective tissue and the joints need that. Yeah. Now, muscles take one to two days to recover. Connective tissue takes three to four days, right? Yeah. So I, I train every muscle twice a week. And I train sure. twice a day. Sure. And I eat enough protein to go through it. And my elbow, when I go to see my physio twice a week, he's never heard me say, my knees hurt, my elbows hurt, my back's hurt. I'm just like, oh, my God, my chest kills, my quads kill, my yeah. biceps kill. Because the way I train when you, like, I've done the arms video that I think you might not have seen yet, but it'll be yeah. going up soon. Yeah. Like, when you see the way I train, I don't train the joints. Sure. I train the fibers of the muscle. Sure. So I train in a manner where you can train twice a day and you can recover from it because I literally isolate the specific muscle and the way I train, it's not mechanical tension, progressive overload. I train in the squeeze, in the stretch. I train high okay. volume. That's right. Okay. I train slow concentrics, eccentrics, and I yep. do intensifiers. Yep. So. I never ever pick something up off the floor and go, oh, or I never get out of bed and go, oh, like yeah. always my muscles are aching. Yeah. And as soon as they're fresh, I'm training them again. Yeah. And that anabolic, like the way I see it is like you train weights 12 times a week, right? That that's 12 anabolic opportunities 12 times for everything that's in the blood to be mm -hmm. pushed into that muscle mm -hmm. 12 12 times a week to eat pre and post mm -hmm. you know well i mean it, this is this is also something it, it also matters what you just said matters the most because john you know john meadows was my coach for a long time and john used to tell me that frequency was just as important as intensity so like your frequency of training per week but he used to say that the frequency was dependent on what you were doing in the gym. So you can't go into the gym 12 times a week and, and do a progressive overload or do some crazy shit that's going to leave you wrecked for four days. If you're training a certain way, then you can increase the frequency. If you're training a different way where you're demolishing your muscles, then you can't increase the frequency. So this is why I'm saying to you, people can't point at you and say you're overtraining because if they don't understand your methodology behind your training, they don't understand what the data is saying as far as like your strength or your weight or anything like that. Nobody can say that except you and your coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a really personal thing. It's a really personal thing, isn't it? And it's and I think as well, buddy, like I'm not sure what your opinion on this, but we're adaptive creatures, right? We adapt. Mm -hmm. So my body, like, so somebody who does like, for example, you you described what I do as crazy. Yeah. For me, it's normal. Well, because only, I, only, only crazy in a sense that most people will get up at 3 a.m. Yeah, but but yeah. Training, tw training twice a day and cardio twice a day is not unheard of. It's just a time no. span in which you do it. Yeah. 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 But like a, lo a, lot of, a lot of people will say, oh, it's crazy, oh, it's wild. Or, it's, it's, yeah. it, but my body has adapted to that, yeah. and I, I progress doing that. Sure. And, you know, when I – because obviously this isn't the way that Ben coaches, right? Yeah, yeah. But when I went to Ben, I said to him, listen, like I did this progressive overload. I did mechanical tension. And then since I've done this type of training, mm -hmm. 
I'm the best I've ever been. I won the New York Pro and qualified for Olympia. Yeah. And I feel like my body's getting better and better. And this is what works for me. Sure. Can you coach me and let me still do this split and you run everything else? And for this prep, just let me do it this way. Yeah. And obviously Ben was like, yeah, like if that's what works for you, we'll yeah. run that. And he did say, if it doesn't work, he'll pull it. Sure. And he's and like, that, and obviously he's kept it. Yeah. And what, one of the things you said, the most important part of what you said is the progress. So yeah. the way I feel about it at the end of the day is you can overtrain chronically or acutely. So if you're training yeah. chronically, you actually don't know it. Like, I'll put it this way. I've trained, I've, I've chronically overtrained before my career. And what I mean by that is I would be tired and I would just drink a pre-workout and fucking do it because there are guys that are insane. And no matter how tired they are, and you seem like you might be one of these people. I'm not saying you're overtraining. I'm just saying you seem like yeah. you might be one of these guys who no matter how fucking tired, like Roman, Roman's a good example. Yeah. No matter how tired he is, no matter how tired his body is, he's going to fucking get in the gym and he's going to go to work. Yeah. Because his brain tells him to. That is what I mean by chronic overtraining is, is sometimes you don't listen to your body and you're in this chronic overtraining state where you're like, this is just how I feel. Where you're not fresh, but you don't know it because you're just doing so much all the time. Yeah. And then there's acute overtraining where you're like, you feel it like that day. You're like, oh, my bones hurt. My elbows hurt. My knees. I need to take some. My sex drive is down. My appetite sucks. And you can feel everything going to shit. That's more acute where you're like, okay, I need to step back. But the chronic overtraining is the danger because that's the one where you don't recognize it and you just keep drinking that pre-workout and you keep going to work and you're slogging through the pain and slogging through the, and you're not really letting your body rest. So there, but the ultimate measurement of that, like you said, is the progress. Yeah. So if you're chronically overtraining, you're not going to see progress. You're not going to see yourself put on muscle or get better, get leaner, whatever the case may be. Whereas I, so I think the progress is the ultimate data point that people need to recognize when they're thinking about overtraining or undertraining. Yeah, and that's why I love having Ben keeping yeah. an eye on me, bro. Yeah, because he he doesn't bullshit. He will say to me, and he hasn't yet. Yeah. He he would say to me, "You need to train less. Your body's diminishing." Whereas he he isn't because like I checked in today right, and I thought I looked like that photo I sent I put on Instagram like obviously I sent Ben the full range of all the poses mm-hmm. and uh, he he was impressed by my fullness in my, yeah. in my in my back shots he was like this is this is this is nice and full this is great keep going yeah you know and this this style of training for me it keep it keeps me full because. Yeah. I get I get to have them two pre and post meals and the 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 type of training it keep keeps you keeps you full and I just I just feel like it's really hard to explain but you know when something just works and the shoe fits yeah yeah of course and and you know what bro I absolutely love doing it this way yeah like I thrive off getting up early and getting at it and getting in the gym twice and hanging out with my bro twice a day and getting in bed at night and knowing I've tried the hardest I can. Because, you know, regardless of where I place at Olympia, if I can look in the mirror and say, you know what, that was the best I got. Yeah. Yeah. I can't grumble. Whereas, you know, if I'd have te- if I'd have not tried my hardest and I and I come like eleventh, yeah, I, it'd have been like, oh, what if? Yeah, what I if used- I'd have put it in sixth gear? 
Yeah, I used to tell people this all the time. Uh, when I do videos, I would I would say this all the time: is you're the only one at night when you put your when you rest your head on the pillow. You you and your own mind and your own heart are the only one who knows if you did everything, right? Because yeah. it's easy because it's easy to say to somebody after the show, "Oh, I did my hardest. I tried my hardest. I did everything." You could be full of shit. You might not. You might be. You might be just lying to the person to make yourself feel better. But yeah. you know, at the end of the yeah. night, when you're by yourself and you're in your own head, you know if you fucking did everything, right? So that's yeah. good. You know, it's funny when I was when I was training, I would do three sessions a day. I would do my cardio in the morning, then weights in the middle, and then cardio at night for the exact reason you said. It would give me something to do, get me away from the food, and keep me kind of keep me busy. So it was yeah. always my it was always my way. But listen, <laughs> you're three weeks out for the Olympia. I didn't want to make this a super long one. We're already over an hour. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Neil, I enjoy talking to you, dude. You are, uh, your work ethic is, uh, inspiring and your story, you, your story is fucking very inspiring, by the way. I'm going to, I hope everybody watches this podcast because they, they could definitely take some, uh, insight from your story and your life. Um, I wish you the best, dude. The fucking Olympia's around the corner. We're going to see each other there. I, I hope you fucking crush it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Is what, anybody... what, date, what, what date did you get in? Uh, Tuesday. I think it's like the, thir the 13th or something like that. Well, I'm there from the 5th. You're there from the 5th? Yeah, we're going to do it. I'm taking a videographer. We're going to do a daily YouTube every day while we're there. Jeez. So I'm going to vlog the whole process, bro. Dude, you're fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> you're insane I, I love it i love how crazy you are uh yeah you're getting there the fifth i'm getting the week so you're on the monday i'm getting the week after on a tuesday yeah cool so we'll link up when you get there well i'm gonna i'm gonna hopefully try and, and be in shape for the olympia so maybe i'll do a video with you or something when i get there we'll train together or something. yeah let's do it we've got a photo shoot my cargo pants came in my boots today did they yeah uh, they look pretty cool man i'm looking for some really fun shit we can do uh during the photo shoot other than gym stuff but i got some I got some good shit planned. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a good shoot. A bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, Neil. Does this mean we can't go cheese factory after Olympia? Because we've got to shoot the next day. Uh, I don't think you're going to get fat from one meal. No, I don't either. Yeah, I think it'd be fine. And it's not a, yeah, it's a little caterly, a little softer in a, for a photo shoot. We don't want you like grainy hard and miserable. I want you to have. Yeah. We'll all go to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, please. Is that your, is that your place? Well, you know, you know when Nick used to be on a podcast and he talked about that double bacon. Yeah. Mate, I'm going to start drooling in a minute, but you know, he started talking about basically. I used to make. I like. I love the podcast, bro. Yeah, like I've you. always watched it, right? Yeah. And I used yeah. to. I sit and eat my breakfast and watch the podcast. I watch it in segments, like twenty yeah. minute segments when I have yeah. my meals. And by the time I finished it, the next one's out. And I've always watched them, right? Mm -hmm. And like. Uh, and I remember Nick always talking about this bacon, bacon, double cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, it can't be that good. Like, <laughs> like it, and, I, and I, I said to my missus, I says, when we go to New York, I'm going to get one of them Nick Walker burgers. And she was like, uh, and, mate, it was so funny, right? I was in Cheesecake Factory yeah. after New York Pro. I turned around. And Nick was sat there eating a bacon, <laughs> bacon cheeseburger. Anyway, I, I had one. Oh, my God, it was so good. I ordered another one. I had that, and then I had a cheesecake. And, is, it, uh, is it actually that good, or is it just because it was after a show? I don't I'm know. Not, I'm I'm not, I've never see, had one in a normal see, phase. I'm not like a huge, like, I've been to Cheesecake Factory with Nick a couple times. Like, ah, it's not bad. What did you have? 
Uh, what did I have? Fuck, I can't even remember what I had now. Oh, that bacon, bacon, double. I didn't have the. Bacon. I didn't have the bacon, bacon, double cheeseburger. You need Maybe to try that. that. <laughs> okay. And then that solid caramel cheesecake. But this time it's even worse because, bro, I'm half a year. Yeah, what the without fuck? anything? What's wrong with Ben, man? Twenty four fucking weeks. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna. You need to ask him that. But he's. I, I don't. We've not. We've not even discussed a cheat meal. It's never even been on the cards, bro. You have so because much weight. I've got to make have, yeah, you have so much weight to lose, man. You can't afford yeah. shit. And I don't get me wrong. Like as disciplined as I am and hardworking as I am, I love food. Like yeah. I love to eat. Like I love McDonald's. I love Domino's. Like oh, mate. Yeah. Like. I can't wait to eat, but I don't get carried away with it, right? But well, after the show, after, I would like to have a nice cheeseburger. After the show, we'll all go out and fucking get something gross. We got a good dinner planned on Sunday night, too. Yeah, Ben said we, 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 yeah. that'd be good. We're all going uh, out. I'm not, we? gonna, I'm not going to tell anybody. We'll just go secretly. No. Um, that would be, be pretty cool. Yeah, but then I'm straight back to it because if I get accepted for the Arnold Classic, yeah, we get home and back on prep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be short lived. Enjoy short -lived one weekend. Briefing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neil, right, I man. uh I appreciate it, dude. Thank you so much for taking the time during your prep to uh Anytime, do this. And um maybe we'll have you on again before the Olympia or right after and talk about how it all went down. Yeah, anytime, man. I'm actually if I don't talk to you before the Olympia, we're gonna be at the booth. We're gonna have the podcast booth in our booth. Yeah. That'd be cool. Stop by for like ten minutes, and we'll talk about how things are going. Yeah. Well, I'm in on I'm in on Friday. Yeah. Um, and then is a podcast on Saturday, Friday and Saturday. But yes, yeah, so obviously I'll be there. I'm I'm working the booth mm. Friday anyway. Perfect. And then Saturday, in. I'm going to do some time on the stand between pre judging and finals. Nah, your Saturday. Nah, do you not think? We'll talk about it on Friday. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to just pop by for <laughs> half an hour, an hour, just hang out. We'll talk about it on Friday. I want you to focus on the show. Yeah, okay. All right. Cool. Anyway, go go uh, yeah, do your no. thing, dude. We'll talk. Cool. Uh thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, good to catch up, bro. To speak okay, soon. Bro. Okay. Bye -bye. Stay like mate. Bye -bye. Stay like bye-bye. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find hostile and myself. And lastly, check out hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.